to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. faithful on the worship team. You were faithful doing this, and you, you used the voice that I gave you. You used the teaching abilities that I gave you. I, I called you to, to be in helps ministry, and you helped out, and, and great is your reward, and that reward's going to come to you, and it's going to come to you, and it's going to be yours for all eternity. Can you imagine that? But then imagine another scenario is we're just like sitting there, and then all the names are called out, and you're just sitting there, and then you're thinking, well, I did this, and I did that, and I'm, I'm probably going to call me up, and then you never get called up. And as the Lord would be like, well, I, I gave you this gift, I gave you that gift, I gave you this gift, I gave you this gift, I gave you this talent, I, I gave you, I bestowed on you so much stuff, but either you did it for your glory or you didn't do anything with the gifts and talents that I gave you. Wouldn't that be a terrible thing? And, and please get this picture because I believe this picture is very true. And what's going to happen in that day, it's going to be, it's not like it's just going to be, oh, there's just one ceremony and it's all like, well, and you're, if you're the one that's going to get no rewards and nothing, you're probably going to sit there. If I, this is me, I'd be like, well, I hope this is over soon. Just get this over, okay? But no, it's going to last for eternity. Because the gifts and the talents that, that are, excuse me, the, those that use their gifts and talents and those that have the, the, the awards, they're, they're going to have it for all eternity. And we're going to be, if we don't receive those rewards, it's good. we're going to miss out. For all eternity, we're going to miss out. That means forever and ever 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 and ever. Forever and forever is, is beyond anything you can imagine. It's just going to go on and on and on. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get us into this place of focus to, to think ahead so we can say, so we don't miss out when we get there, amen? So when we come to that place, when we're at the Bema Seat Judgment, they will say, wow, I heard about that. You know what? I was in the sanctuary. We, we, we taught on that. And guess what I did? I, right away, I got involved. Right away, I did the things that you called me to do. And, and God, thank you. And then uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get this to that place where we focus ahead and that we live not for the temporal because guess what? This world is passing away. That we live for eternity. You see, you can't take anything with you, right? But you can send it ahead. I'm going to put up on the board that this is where it talks about the rewards that will be given out. Paul the Apostle writes, 1 Corinthians 3.11, he says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Let me stop there. The foundation of the church is Jesus Christ. That's the foundation of the church. Amen? But no other foundation can anyone lay. So whatever ministry you're involved in, whatever gifts and talents that, you, that God has given you, the foundation always needs to be Jesus. You need to do whatever you do, you're doing it for Jesus. That should be the foundation. Is it, why do you sing? Why does my wife come up here and sing with a beautiful voice? The foundation is she does it because she loves Jesus, first and foremost. Why does she get involved with, the, uh, with the, the, the Christmas plays and the other things that she does? The foundation has to be Jesus, and it is. So no other foundation can be laid except Jesus. So, so make sure whatever gifts and talents that God has given you, the foundation is Jesus. That's first. That, that, that has to be first. Because if the foundation of what you're doing is you, then you're going to lose out. But it's Jesus. Why do you work so hard? Hopefully because of Jesus. If you're saying, well, you know, I've got to work hard, you know, because got to pay the bills. Yeah, that's good. You've got to pay the bills. But it should be all you do. It says do heartily unto the Lord. So whatever you do, it's just Jesus. That's, that's why I'm working hard. And if your heart's not in that place, you'd say, God, change my heart. That Whatever I do, it's Jesus. That's the foundation. Amen? 
Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it. That's the, the, this bema seat judgment that's going to happen. That day is going to declare it. What? Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it, of what sort it is. Last verse. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive. Can we say this together? A reward. I believe this is how it's going to work, okay? This, this building on the foundation of Jesus with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, this is how it works. If, you, if you're here today and you think, well, you know, I am God's gift to mankind, okay? That's if you think that. And you're like, you know, I'm a great teacher. You know, I'm a great, I could, I'm a, you know, I love the Bible, so I can teach the Bible great. You know, my speech is eloquent. I can't wait to teach so everyone can tell me how good I am, right? Well, that's going to be the wood, hay, and straw, it's just going to burn up when you get to heaven. It's going to be tested by fire because your motive is wrong. So you might teach and then, you know, you're up there teaching and be like, wow, you are wonderful. Wow, that is so great. Wow, I can't believe, you know, just the, how you're so profound and you remember so much scripture and you're like, yeah, thank you. I know, I know that's me. You know, the Bible says you have your reward. And it's just going to be all done away with. It's just, it's, you're going to have nothing. So what it does is this test our heart. But, but then, you know, let me give you the flip side. You know, you're, you're a gifted teacher. God has given you gifts. And you, you're like, wow, I believe, you know, I have a desire to teach the word of God. And God has gifted me. And, you know, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm going to do it because you want me to, Lord. And then you teach. And then people are ministered to. And, and people are built up in their faith. And, and they're like, wow, you know. You, you, you really helped me to understand the scripture. You're like, well, praise to God. And you give all glory to the Lord. Well, that's going to be the precious stones. That's going to be gold. That's going to be silver. And it's going to endure. It's going to last. I don't want to go to heaven and it's like wood, hay, and straw. How about you? Does anybody want that? No way. I want to do things that, are bring, that, that will bring glory to God, that will last for all eternity. I want to finish well. And think about what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Jesus says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So if you're doing things, and this, this is talking about charitable deeds, giving, but no matter, you know, when you, whenever you do something, make sure you're not doing it to be seen by men. Because what is, Jesus is talking here, he says, you know what, you're going to, you, you won't have a reward in heaven. You go to heaven, it's like, well, you, you received your reward. Did men applaud you? Yeah. Did they pat you on the back? Yeah. Well, you, you received your reward. That goes on. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, you have... Excuse me. So I say to you, they have the reward. So that's what they would do in the synagogue. They would make this big hoopla over this whole thing in the streets. They would sound the trumpets like, well, they're giving big sums of money. And they're like, you know, they'd give all this money and the trumpets would sound and everybody, these guys are great. And yeah, they're clapping. They're going to get to heaven and nothing. And they might say, well, didn't I give all this in the synagogue? Didn't I give, you know, so much money? And, and God's going to say, well, didn't you get the, the, the huge applause? In other words, whenever we do something, we should do our best to do it in secret, to do it to the Lord and not to man. And he goes on to say, but when you do a charitable deed, do not left, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed, listen, may be in secret, that your father who sees in secret, may he will himself reward you openly. So when you do your charitable deed, do it in secret, 
that your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Do you know what this left hand and right hand stuff means? I prayed over that once. I'm like, what does that mean? And I, I believe what it means. Don't let one body part, don't let one body part, let, let the other body part know what you're doing. Don't let your left hand, let, don't let your left hand know, explain to this guy that he knows what's going on with the other hand. In other words, one body part in the body of Christ should not know what the other body part is doing. In other words, do your best to, whatever you do, do it just to the Lord. Do it in secret. That's not easy, is it? You see, we have a sinful nature that says, oh, did you see what I just did over here? Look. Oh, you missed it. Well, let me show you what I just did. I can't believe you didn't hear about that. Everybody knows what I'm doing over here. And that's our human nature. We want everyone to know our good deeds. We want everyone to know what we're doing. And, and the, the Lord's saying, when you do those things, do your best to try to keep that in secret. Even in fasting, he goes on in fasting, he goes in, in the same chapter, he says, when you fast, you know, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't disfigure your face and, and you know, all that, just, you know, make yourself look like you're fasting. But it says, you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face so that you don't appear to be fasting. And then the same thing, but to your father who's in, sec- in the secret place, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So they would fast and they would just, you know, make themselves look terrible. Why did, listen to this. They'd walk around, you know, fasting. They're, they're hungry. They didn't eat. They're just drinking water and drinking no water. They're just like walking around like this. Why? Because then people say, well, what's wrong with you? Oh, I'm fasting. <laughs> and then people say, you are just so spiritual. I know. <laughs> it's been 40 days now. It's terrible. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, don't do that. I remember before I was married to Kathleen and I was living in Michigan, I came out here to, to see what the Lord would have for me here in California and I laid my eyes on that beautiful lady over there. And so she worked at, a, at a Logos Cafe, the coffee house. You know, she'd bring bands in, different bands. She even brought, you know, thank you, Lord, Jeremy Camp in, you know. So there she lost her reward for that. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> so I don't even drink coffee, but all of a sudden I, I loved coffee at that time. You know, just I wanted to see her. And I was fasting. I didn't tell her this, but I was fasting to see if she was my wife. So it was just between me and the Lord. I wasn't going to tell anyone but you guys, okay? So, <laughs> but I'm fasting. She doesn't know. She doesn't even, we didn't even go out. I never even asked her out. I wasn't dating. And the Lord said, you know, don't date, just seek me. So I wasn't seeking, you know, just seeking the Lord. I wasn't seeking a date, you know? So, but I was attracted to her. So I'm fasting, right? So I'll never forget this. So I go in to see her at the coffee house. She sits down where I'm sitting at the table and she sits down and she says, you know, I was really thinking of having a piece of carrot cake, but I can't eat it myself. Would you like to share a piece of carrot cake with me? And I thought about this. I'm thinking, I don't want to seem too spiritual here. So I said, I would love a piece of carrot cake. (laughs) I did. I figured if I tell her I'm fasting, I'm going to blow the reward anyhow. So I'm like, I wanted to keep it secret. Plus, I wanted her to know that I would love to share anything she has with her. (laughs) I believe the Apostle Peter has great insight on this whole thing about finishing well, and I'm going to look at that. Here, it's up on the screen. 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, the bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us. Have you obtained like precious faith in Jesus Christ? I hope so. By the righteousness of our God. So he's, he's opening up the letter, then going on to say, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of the 
and of Jesus our Lord. But then he goes on in verse 3, he says, as his divine power has been given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. As we talk about finishing well, I want to remind all of us that are here that are believers, we have his divine power that's given to us that pertains to life and godliness. We, we have his divine power living in us that we can live a godly life. And everything that we have need of is found in him to live this life. Goes on to say, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Do you know that you have great promises in the word of God? And that through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature, God's divine nature through these promises. Listen to this. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Have you escaped the corruption of this world through the lust? that this world has, he wants you to escape it if you haven't. Verse five, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue means purity. So we're not just to, as we talk about finishing well, we're not just to go to heaven and say, oh, I've had faith and that's it. They just, you know, I just believe. That's all, I just believe. You know, sometimes I go to church, sometimes I just believe though, you know. No, we're to add to our faith purity. God wants us all to be holy and pure. He wants to purify you and add to that knowledge. Knowledge means practical wisdom, and God has that through the word of God. So he wants us to develop in these things, to knowledge self-control. That means mastering your emotions and your bad desires. Do you have self-control in your life? He wants these things to be added to you, to self-control, perseverance. He wants us to persevere even though difficult times come our way to keep pressing forward to perseverance, godliness. He, he wants godliness to be in our lives, that awareness of God. Wherever we go, we realize God is with us. To godliness, brotherly kindness, to be kind to those that are Christians, to have that kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. He wants us to have love for one another. He wants, again, he's saying, the Apostle Peter saying we should have all these things added to our life. We shouldn't come short of these things. For he says in verse 8, for if these things are yours, it abound. And I want to stop there. Are these things yours? And are they abounding? In other words, are they increasing in your life? If so, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, so you might be saying, well, pastor, I'm kind of blinded to the things of God. I don't really see the things of God in my life. Well, maybe you should go to point one and just build on your faith, purity, and holiness and start building it from there. So even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin. Last two verses in this. Therefore, brethren, be, more, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure so make sure you know what your calling is. How can you finish well if you don't even know what you're called to do? Make your call and your election sure. What has God called you to do? For if you do these things, check this out, you will never stumble. If, if you're about the things of God, if you're seeking the things of the Lord, you're never going to stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. Where? Into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't know about you. When I read that, I'm like, yes, Lord, sign me up. I want an abundant entrance. 
No fanfare here. We, we try to do our, it's kind of, kind of get this picture with me, okay? We, we try to shun fanfare here and just too much focus on self. We do, we do things unto God, but then when we get to heaven, it's like, doo, 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 it's just this big abundant entry, like, whoa. Did you get that? Whoa, did you get that? <laughs> Seriously, I get this picture of that. It's like, you know, we want this whoa here. It's like, whoa's me, check me out, all this stuff. You know, look at this, look at that. No, 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 we try to do our best. To, and, it, and please don't get me wrong. It, it's, this, this doesn't mean false humility. It's like, oh, you know, praise God, don't look at me, brother. Oh, no, don't look. No, 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 you use the gifts, you use the talents, and, and you just bring all glory to God and say, yeah. You know, people say, wow, that was wonderful. Praise God, you should, <laughs> without him, I am nothing. But you just give all glory to him. People are clapping for you like, yeah, praise God. I can't believe he uses me. God, you are awesome. Lord, good job. Seriously. And I get this picture. Then you go into heaven, and it's just like, we just have that abundance of entry. That entry is just abundant. It's like, wow. That's what God has for all of us. Lisa Williams is with us here. She's been coming to the church for, for many years now. And her dear Mother just passed away, and I just ask that you keep her in your prayers. Her family, Gracie's here with us. Her, her brother just passed away. Please keep Gracie and her family in your prayers. The sad thing, you, you know, part of life is death. We don't like that part, do we? But in heaven, we're going to have a great reunion. We're going to be with our loved ones forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And we cry and we hurt, but it's not for them because they're in heaven. They're celebrating. Guaranteed, her brother's not in heaven thinking, oh, this is terrible. I wish I'd get back to earth. You know, there's no way, you know. And Lisa's mother, she's not in heaven saying, well, you know, this is terrible. No way. They're in glory. They're in the presence of God. But it's us. You know, we miss them. I have many relatives. My mother, my father, my grandfather, a brother, babies. I've got a great investment in heaven. But you know, I did not lose any one of them. I know exactly where they're at. They're in heaven. But we grieve. We hurt. As we talk about Lisa's mother, she came to the Christmas play in 2015. And as you know, when we do the Christmas play, we always give the gospel. And as far as I know, every night, every time we give the gospel, there's people responding. But the, the blessing is, is this is... Elisa's mother that responded to the gospel. 2015, as the gospel went out, she responded. And now she's in the presence of the Lord. She finished well. She made it to heaven. And I just want to say, those that are in the play, those that are being used, their rewards are going to be great, I believe. Because it was a team effort. It wasn't one person. We don't look at one person and say, well, this person, you know, they, they are the play. No, there's like 90 to 100 people a part of this whole thing. But why do we do it? This is the very reason why we do it. That lives would be changed. Lives would be saved. That people would come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The message is real simple, everybody. I'm preaching to myself up here. Let's finish well. Let's not give up. Let's not get lazy in this, this whole th- spiritual race that we're in. Let's not check out. Let's not look back. Let's go forward. I'm going to close with these verses. This is our scripture reading, if you recall. 2 Timothy chapter 4, where Paul says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. 
Finally, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. Not to me only, but to all who love his appearing. But something that really stood out, the next verse, or actually two verses down, it says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. So we see Paul saying, I finished the race, I fought the fight, I, I, you know, I made it to the end, I finished well, but then he says, but you know, I just want to let you know something. Uh, can you come to me? Uh, be diligent to come to me. I need some help over here because you know, the guy that was by my side, Demas, uh, he's forsaken me. Why? Because he's, he loves this present world. And I believe we have a strong contrast here. Paul's finishing well, but this Demas just, for some reason, he just was drawn back to the present world. He, he had a love for the present world. And he says, hey, Paul, uh, I know you need some help right now, but see you later. I got things I got to do. And we don't know what happened to Demas. We know that he started well because we're told in Philemon that, that he was a, a fellow worker of Paul the Apostle. So he started well, but at the end of Paul's life, we, it looks like he just checked out. He didn't finish well. And I believe it's just a reminder for us, an example for us, uh, with these verses that are in front of us here on the screen. Are we going to finish like Paul the Apostle, or are we going to be like Demas? Are we going to love this present world more than we love the things of God? The choice is up to us. Hopefully we finish well. I'll leave you with this. If you can't see the screen, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can't see the screen, it's a man laying down on the ground at the finish line, and his hand makes it right to the finish line, but doesn't quite make it to the end. I pray that's none of us. And I believe that happens many times in this life. People just say, well, I can't make it, I can't make it, I, I'm just going to check out. And they don't finish well. May that not be the picture of any of our lives in the spiritual realm. And if that's you today, if you feel like giving up, I want to encourage you, get back up. Get back in the race. Look unto Jesus, the author and finish of your faith, who the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured great things because he had us on his mind. Finish well. Amen. K-Wave listeners, hope you're having a blessed summer. want to take a moment to remind you to mark your calendars for Saturday, September 1st, this coming Labor Day weekend. It's the Labor of Love 2018 Music Festival. It's a free event at the Bolsa Chica State Beach on the corner of Warner Avenue and Pacific Coast Highway. This year's headliner will be Matthew West. Along with recording artists Holland and Jordan Felice. Our exciting musical lineup will start with our very own house band, Anchor 247. And from Canada, Manifest. There's lots of activities to enjoy for the kids raffle prizes, surfboards, skateboards, bicycles, and approximately 100 vendors. And of course, great food. The day starts at 11 a.m. with our special Air Force flyover and Marine Color Guard at the opening ceremony. Bring your unsafe friends and family, your co-workers, your next-door neighbor, everybody. We'd love to see you there. Throughout the event, we'll be sharing the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
For more details, go to laboroflovemusicfest.com. That's laboroflovemusicfest.com. Have a fantastic summer, and we'll see you at LOL 2018, September 1st at the beach. Labor of Love is sponsored in part by Trinity Investments GP. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.